Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we're going to be talking about one of Netflix's latest films, The Harder They Fall. Now, I had been excited about this film for a very long time. When it first got announced and kind of teased that they were making this film, it had such an amazing cast and it looked fantastic just from the initial couple of shots that got released from the film. And it had my attention right from the very start. So it came out a couple of weeks ago on Netflix, a bit before that in theatres in America. And I don't know why it's still taking me a couple of weeks to watch it because I was really looking forward to it. And I guess I've just had too much else to watch. And if I don't watch a Netflix film in the opening weekend, I'll usually leave it a couple of weeks. I don't know why it just happens, but I finally got around to watching it a couple of weeks after its release. And... It blew me away, like, to be fair, it blew me away. I knew it would be good, and I'd heard it was very good, but I wasn't expecting it to be this good, because I think it's one of my favourite films of the year. I don't know what it is about it, except as I was watching it, I just felt like this was such a great film, and I was having so much fun. It's everything you could want from a Western, the likes of which we've pretty much never seen before like we've seen a little bit of variations of it but this is special okay this is a very special film it's not perfect by any means but god damn does it try to be (laughs) god damn does it almost succeed but that's kind of what makes it great because even though it's what every single film should try and make it as best as it can be should try and be perfect to an extent and i feel like they're trying to do that with this film but It just works even when it doesn't. So yeah, there are a few issues with pacing and there's a few things here and there, like nitpicky stuff. However, there is no denying that, Jesus Christ, I don't think I've heard a better script this year. It really knocked my socks off. Like As I was watching it, right from the very start, the script is just on point. Every single character is cast to perfection. What they're saying is absolutely phenomenal. You can just buy into it. You really are sold on this whole premise, on this whole world, this universe that's been created in this film. You buy into everything. You you can believe these characters would talk the way they do. You can buy that the actors are meant to be portraying these characters because they are so well cast. And let's talk about this cast because it's stacked. You've got Jonathan Majors as the main character, Nat Love, who I absolutely adore Jonathan Majors as an actor. I think he's one of the most exciting and charismatic actors up and coming because not a lot of people really know who he is and he's been in quite a few things, but very niche things. So it's not until he's going to come properly into the Marvel Universe that people are going to start knowing his name more and starting to become aware of what he's done. Which is a shame because I don't want Marvel to be able to have that factor of this is what puts people's names on the map. Because you can look at his films before and he is so good in every single thing. He's good in this, he's good in what Loki for the bit that he's in. He's good in The Five Bloods. He's also great in Last Black Man in San Francisco. He's just such a great actor and this film... God, he's amazing. He's absolutely sensational. I would argue one of the best performances I've seen all year. I don't know how it's going to do at the Oscars. I don't know if it's going to get that recognition, but my God, he deserves it. A lot of people in this cast probably deserve some nods because they are fantastic. You've got Delroy Lindo. You've got Idris Elba. You've got Regina King. You've got 
Zazie Beetz, and you've got Lakeith Stanfield. Like these are incredible actors, such great performers, and they're just having fun in this western, and it is probably one of the best westerns I think I've ever seen. Now I'm a huge western fan. I love that whole aesthetic. I love the vibe that it goes for. I just love the general landscape of westerns. I think they're so interesting and so fantastic. And yeah, they're pretty brutal at times. So I'm not a fan when westerns try and cater to a younger audience. I mean, look at the Magnificent Seven remake. It's terrible because it's a 12 rate film. You know, there's no violence. There's no excitement. It's just tame. Whereas this is rated 15 and rightfully so because there is a lot of blood. There's a lot of cutthroat moments. It's bloody, it's brutal, it's the Wild West, it's meant to be that way, so I loved it, and, you know, I love the kind of Django vibes that it has at times, and so whenever a new Western comes out, it's always on my radar, and I'm always looking out for it, because I'm interested in that stuff, like, it's honestly one of my favourite genres, like, and that's weird me saying, because you don't really get many Westerns nowadays, but I just think they're so interesting, and, you know, from films to games, like Red Dead Redemption, those games, they're stunning, this kind of movie is stunning and let's talk about the locations because they do something so clever and this is the non-spoiler review so I don't know whether to say but it's only a little brief thing. It's just so perfect. I've never seen anything like this. It's honestly one of the most perfect things I've seen in a film. Oh can I say? Can I say? I think I'm going to say. Yeah I'm going to say because it has no impact in it context wise. It's just a location so they go into this town and it's a significantly white town and what they do here is the actual town is just painted white and that right there is fantastic that is so on the nose but just sheer perfection the fact that every single inhabitant in this town is white is one thing like that's so common in westerns how it used to be but what they've done here is they've taken that idea and they've spun it on its head because this is an all-black western. You know, the main cast are all black. It's fantastic. It's exactly the kind of thing I want to see. It's so much more invigorating and just inventive. It's so good. And not to mention the story is great and the writing is fantastic. The directing is great. But all of that aside, the morals that this film is going for, like having an all-black western, it's doing so much and it's just brilliant. It's absolutely what this genre needs because yeah we've had great representation like recently speaking I mean I know Django isn't the best example to go for but that really cements a completely different look on the western lifestyle with Django and how he's the main hero in it so recently well I say recently that was still nine years ago that's crazy but you know things have started swinging in the other way and this kind of film is just so so clever especially when they go to the white town and just the whole look, the whole outlines of each building, every single set, okay, because you know it's just on a set, it's just a movie set, where they go on, there's a ranch and whatnot, and that always reminds me of, like, Blazing Saddles, how they walk onto the set, like, it's funny, but every single thing is painted white, and that right there, <laughs> I could not believe, I thought it was one of the best things I've ever seen, <laughs> I think it's so good, and that's gonna annoy people, <laughs> I can guarantee that is gonna annoy a lot of people but you know what it's going to annoy a lot of racist people so I'm all for that if you can annoy the racists it's brilliant and this film just nails that it nails what it's going for you know white characters will come up and start saying something they shouldn't but then they'll shoot them and they'll just make a joke about it saying he could have said something different you know that's funny they're making light of this but they're owning it they are owning these characters they're owning themselves and 
it's just stunning it's such a beautifully well-made film the music for the most part it works very well there is a lot of fun to be had with the music that kicks in during shootouts during riding sequences all the way through the music is played pretty damn well and everything just seemed to work like they were nailing absolutely everything the delivery of lines the performances everything combined the shots okay the cinematography in this film is stunning it's so gorgeous and there are so many amazing shots that just reveal so much more than any words could do so you know people could be just giving exposition in any other film but the way the camera moves in this the way it just positions every single little detail it tells a thousand words it's just oh my god there was one bit i actually had to rewind because i was like oh that is amazing it's so good it's quite near the end i'm not going to say anything about that but stunning okay absolutely stunning the camera just moves from right to left in three little movements and it's one of the best camera movements i've seen in a very long time you know so much of this film is some of the best stuff i've seen in a very long time and it's just mesmerizing like, i was not expecting this sure i was expecting a good film but god as soon as the credits come up at the start like it opens with a little kind of setup for what the premise is and who nat love is and how when he was a kid his parents were murdered right in front of him and he was scarred and he's got like a scar of a cross on his forehead and the imagery of crosses in this film and the church religious aspect it's so beautiful how many crosses are there just implicitly like you're not even looking out for them but you can just see them and just the whole idea of the fact that he's been marked on his head with a cross it's just art absolute art so after this initial premise is set up it then cuts to many years later with him older now played by jonathan majors and as the credits come up he does something it's just oh my god i, I wish i could say actually but i can't it's just yeah as soon as the title comes up in little bits it's yeah from that moment onwards you're like i'm here for this i'm here for this ride i'm so excited i cannot wait for it and you'll be in for a treat because this is one of the most exciting and different films you could watch all year and the fact that netflix has put this out is incredible because netflix tend to have kind of a five to one rate of bad to good so for every five bad films there's one great film recently there's been a lot of eh, okay films like red notice was fine but not great this on the other hand almost flawless okay very very nearly flawless there is just an insane amount of charisma oozing out of every single actor in this film delroy lindo especially well i mean jonathan majors is the main one but pairing with delroy lindo who is an incredible actor and oh my god it's just phenomenal <laughs> it's like why haven't we seen something like this before why are we not seeing more like this because i really want to see more i want to see a sequel i don't know how it would work but i want to see a sequel i want to see a spin-off i want to see kind of like an anthology film the same cast but a different kind of time period maybe because james samuel has done such an amazing job directing this film this is his feature debut and this is stunning as film debuts go this is honestly one of the best i've seen and i'm extremely looking forward to whatever he does next you know whether it's another western whether it's another kind of black-led film that has similar cast but in a different time period i'm here for it i'm here for whatever he does next because it's really one of a kind i've not seen another western like this 
and I doubt we will for a very long time. I mean, I hope we do. I really hope we do, but something as special as this, this is very much a once in a blue moon sort of film. You know, you don't get this every day, and rightfully so, because even though I love it, even though it is 100% one of my favourites of the year, I don't think I want to watch it too much, because I don't want to ruin how I feel about it during watching it, even though there are so many parts I would love to watch again and again and again, and just the overall excitement that you can get from it, the gun shootouts, the script, the cast, absolutely everything makes me want to watch it again, but at the same time I'm resisting it because I don't want to lose that oomph sensation that this film has, because this is special, okay, and I wasn't planning on reviewing it, but as soon as I finished it, I'm like, oh my god, oh, <laughs> I need to talk about this, it is so good, Idris Elba is great as the villain, Jonathan Major is fantastic as the hero, but I mean, are there any heroes in the Wild West, I don't know, you know, loose term hero, Delroy Lindo, as I've said, fantastic, Lakeith Stanfield, very good as usual, the two main women in it too are just fantastic, you know, Regina King is a fantastic actor anyway, she's so good in everything, I wasn't a huge fan of her directorial debut earlier in the year, One Night in Miami, I wasn't a huge fan of that, but I still love her as an actor, I think she's very very strong and she's fantastic in this and it's good to see Zazie Beetz getting some more roles because I haven't actually seen her in a lot since Joker a couple of years ago, but she's great in Joker, she's great in Deadpool 2, but she's really good in this and I love the characters, I love the rapport between everybody, the chemistry is just so so good, honestly the amount of charisma, I've got to say it again, the charisma in this film is just spellbinding, it's absolutely spellbinding, there is so much fun to be had, it's enjoyable, it's action heavy, pacing is pretty good for the most part, a few bits towards the end start to just lose track a little bit, but for the majority of this film it's very well paced and it's quite long, it's just over two hours, about two hours 19 give or take, but it flies by, like it doesn't feel that long, but at the same time a lot happens, so it does feel like you're getting a lot of content, but it's very well managed, very well directed, the writing again, I really hope it gets nominated for an Oscar for the writing, because it's just phenomenal, like absolutely gorgeous how well I think the cast execute it, but more importantly the writing, because a cast needs to work with a good script, and this right here is the perfect combination of fantastic script, fantastic cast, with fantastic performances, like that trio combined gives you this, the harder they fall, it's just incredible, absolutely incredible, and I really highly recommend absolutely everybody check it out on Netflix now, also in some select theatres I think, it may have gone off now, but still, on Netflix, just go and watch it, you're in for a wild ride, wow, genuinely wow, there are so many parts that just left me speechless and jaw dropped and just going, oh, wow, <laughs> wow, I love it, I love it so much, so with that, I think that's me done, there's a lot of shocks too, a lot of shocks, and the twist, there's a twist in this film which I didn't actually see coming, I thought, as twists go, very well told, very well executed, very well set up, very, very enjoyable twist, I loved that twist actually, I really did, so yeah, this film is special, really special, and yeah, like I said, go and watch it, check it out, watch it again, maybe don't watch it again actually, because I'm not going to watch it again. I want to watch it again, I want to watch it again, but I just don't think I will. I just don't want to lose that sensation. It's just fantastic. It's so good. Anyway, I've been Kieran. This has been The Harder They Fall. And I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. <laughs>